Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6. Wheels Car of the Year. Potter there to make the tackle. They bring him to ground 12 metres out from the line. There's 10 seconds to go in State of Origin 1. Cleary plays the ball back to Cook. Cook gives it there to Yo. Yo into space. Yo tricks oh. and turning. He's only a metre from the line. And that's full time. The game is over. They got to within a metre. But Queensland Ooh. held on. And Queensland lead 1-0 in the best of three. They've won Origin 1. 16 points to 10. What a gallant performance by Queensland. It was a great game of rugby league last night. I guess that probably depends on which side of the fence you're sitting. But if you're a Queensland fan, you were pretty excited with uh, the way your team performed. Sats, uh, we're doing this for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. You enjoy it, mate? You were down there. How was it? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, great atmosphere. Freezing cold. Would have been about three or four degrees. But, um, yeah, the, the the conditions itself was perfect for rugby league. And the way that Queensland came out and started that Is game. That because of that bit of breeze that dried it that out? Western, that Westerly. Westerly yeah. yeah, but um, in saying that, uh, Queensland, even though they conceded the first try, absolutely outstanding. They were gallant in uh, in every part and every facet of the game. But it took a while to get into gear, though, really. The first half, uh, I kind of jagged that that try to Gagai from nowhere um, to get to get the lead, I thought. And, I, and I, at halftime, I thought... New South Wales has had more opportunities. Mm. Not saying they were the better side, but they had more opportunities. A couple that di- didn't come off. I think them. the best part about Queensland in the first half, even though they were behind 4-0, is they just kept turning up. They just kept turning up. Even though New South Wales had created all these opportunities, they kept turning up in numbers. And mm. most notably, the, the debutant, Ruben Cotter, who I personally, myself, I thought he was the best on the field. I I thought he had a huge uh, influence on the game just through his, his work rate. It was, a, it was an amazing game live. Um there's probably about out of the 80,000 there, there would have been probably 2,000 Queensland fans. Um, but the New South Wales fans, again, straight after the game, were feeling that they were hard done by by the referee, Ashley Klein. But you can't take anything away from Queensland's effort and, and Billy Slater's first game as coach. It was, it was amazing. It was an amazing scene and spectacle after the game when you thought that Isaiah Yo had got the ball played and it got passed out to the right-hand side. And then all of a sudden, Ashley Klein said, no, 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 we're not going any further. The game's done. Now, explain why, because people are going, no, nah, well, the, the hooter hadn't gone. So the ball, when Isaiah gets up to play the ball, the ball hits the ground as soon as it turns zero, but he hadn't actually physically played the ball. But the game is not determined by the clock that you see on the TV or, or, the, hooter. The, or the hooter at the stadium. It, there is a person in the bunker that is a referee, is in the ears of the referee, that actually counts down the game. So he is going by the voice in his ear rather than what's being shown on the screen mm. uh, or the or the stadium. So actually, Ashley got it right. He did. He did uh, get it because right. Because someone in his ear said, 
five, four, three, two, one. Game Full over. time, bang. Yep. Um, anyway, if, if I was a, if it was the other way around in Queensland, I, I'd probably be blowing up too. Mm. I can see why uh, some big, big uh, incidents last night. Lots for us to uh, to talk about. Sats, uh, look, if Queensland were somewhere around a nine out of ten, mm-hmm. uh, purely based on performing and, and giving everything they've got. Um, and the way that they actually performed, uh, what would you rate New South Wales? I think New South Wales, I think they played at about a seven and a half because they don't have Latrell or Tommy Trebojevic. And that mm. is a – They lost their way a bit, didn't they? It's a they? huge influence when you've got those two targets either side. And when they're not there – But Jack Whiten had a ripper of a game. Jack Whiten had a great game. Um, Katoni Staggs left a little bit wanting, to be quite honest. Um a couple of the opportunities he did get, I thought that Kurt Catewell had moved to centre and really manhandled him on a couple yeah. of occasions, really physical. So I felt as though that New South Wales actually played to the side that they picked. I thought mm. that Freddie Fittler got it wrong in relation to the way that he started his 17, his 13. Uh, but in saying that, Queensland, they to put it, to put it bluntly, they, they beat New South Wales up in the middle. There's been a lot of complaints about Ashley Klein allowing the lay all over the, the defenders, um, the, the attackers, I should say. But it's because they, they actually won the middle. They won the yes. fight in the middle, the Queensland They forwards. dominated very often in the tackle. And so when you do that, the referee you is are allowed rewarded. to give you a little bit of time. So I thought it was outstanding. Um, now, Badge, I know, I know Munster got the band of the match for Channel yes, 9. I thought he, he was got the, your three points. I, I did. He did because I thought he came up with some massive, massive, massive moments. Yeah. But Having said that, as you said, so did Cotter, so did Patrick Carrigan, Val Holmes, mm. Cobbo did everything right on Dubu. Uh, there, there was a Lindsay Collins. There, it's very difficult to pick a poor Queensland player. In fact, I wouldn't say there was anyone that played poorly, and there were plenty that played some of the best football they played in a long time. You know what really impressed me, Badge, is the first time that Selwyn Cobbo, might have been the second time he touched the ball, and they all just they threw him over the sideline. They were really aggressive on him. And he didn't blink an eyelid. Mm. He just said, well, I'll get straight back into it again. Now, he came up with a really important tackle down the bottom southeastern corner late in the game. Come with a really important tackle on Jack Whiten. And then when he was in the tackle, there's a couple of other players involved as well. He just got up off the ground. He skipped to his left about four or five skips and said, yeah, I'm take the first ruck. Because it's fifth tackle, sixth tackle yeah, change okay. up. He said, hey, give me the ball. I'm taking it straight into just the teeth right. him again. It was... Great maturity. So, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of great performance for Queensland. Every one of them were great performers. Go right back to the start. Mm. Isaiah Yo, first tackle, reels out of it, doesn't go to the for a HIA. Incredibly, I, I can't believe that was the decision that was made because well, one of the – you know, they, they sent the trainer on and he assessed him. But I've, every other time I've seen that in the NRL, the player goes off. The independent doctor rated him a three, which is not losing, not losing balance – he was and, stumbling. And not needing assistance. Now, I was there live. When he came out of that tackle, and you may not have seen it on the screen, listeners, but he stumbled really badly, and then Ryan Madison was holding him up for one tackle in the defensive line. I rest my case. So w- when they rated a category one or two, that's when you've got to be taken from the field. They feel as though that it was sufficient enough for the trainer to go on and check him. Uh, I, I disagree. The NRL is investigating. Yep. And uh, I reckon there will be, you know, a bit of a slap across the wrist. I just think they got it wrong. And I don't want to know who the person is that did it. I just want them to get that right. Mm. It's, it, it, I reckon Penrith, uh, some people at Penrith would have been worried about him because, you know, he's got to go back to his club now. Isn't it funny how our paradigm, our, the way that we think, has changed so much. Oh, yeah. Because 
And it's a good it thing. used to be filthy if a player got taken off. We would be blowing like up if Isaiah Yo was taken off and everyone would be saying he's soft and you know, yeah, he's, he's all right. You don't take yeah. him off. It's origin. So, um, you know, uh, we've, we've had to change our way of thinking now. And I, I thought, yeah, and I th- I'm glad the NRL are going to investigate it. You've already mentioned some of the um, the players you thought that were uh, best for the for the Maroons. Um, I see that Michael Hagan uh, has written a story for the Raw saying that Munster's performance was Wally Lewis like. Yeah. Mm. That's not exaggerating. I don't think. I, I think Cam Munster is, and I've seen it on a number of occasions playing for Queensland. He he is just unafraid to try anything and do anything. Well, what he was sort of alluding to also, Michael Hagan, as you know, Badgers played with you and Wally. Um, he was saying that not, not they're abnormally strong in everything they do. Mm. Um, they're not the quickest of players, but they're really quick between the ears and their thinking. And I've got to say, I actually said during the late in the first half and at the first half, um, at the halftime uh, break, I said on air, when we were calling it, myself and Jimmy Smith, I said, oh, Munster needs to get more involved. I thought the first half, he, was, he just wasn't as heavily involved as what you'd like him to, but the second half, completely different ball game. I don't know you whether don't Billy know. Slater said to him, you know what, you've got to lead this team, or whether he just did, did it, said it to himself. But he came up some, with some massive plays, huge plays, probably none more so than the one-on-one steal from Stephen Crichton. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he cleaned up a couple of kicks as well, and – Made some good tackles at the back and that great bust that he made that, that indirectly led mm. to a try. Uh, I want to also talk about Billy Slater's debut as a coach. And it, it, it's, it can be difficult to assess and say, oh, well, it was, you know, Billy had a massive influence on it or they just happened to play like that. But I think when you look at some of the interchanges, in particular Ben Hunt starting and then Harry Grant when he came on, the influence he had on mm. the game. And then he took him back off with, what, about 15 to go for Benny Hunt. He seemed to have nailed that. He did. And Grant was outstanding, and, and Ben Hunt was very good. Ben Hunt, when he came back on, I sort of thought at first, oh, he's terrorised them, Harry. Why? Yes, Why I did. Why put Ben Hunt on? Why doesn't he keep both of them on? But Ben Hunt got the dummy half and just jumped out to his right and punched a kick straight down that right-hand touch line. Yep. And Jeremiah Nanai and Daly Cherry Evans got down there and tackled Tedesco 10 metres out from his line. It was a massive play in the game. And he, so made, he made a good bust as well, Benny Hunt. You are right. He, he Fresh nailed legs. It. He nailed it, the, the interchange, and which is a true testament to his coaching at the moment, is that he probably had an idea about taking Reuben Cotter off at some stage, but I think he just watched him and thought, mm. this guy's in a rhythm. I'm mm. not going to take him. I'm not going to break that. Well, at one point they thought they were down to 15 men yeah. because Coates had gone off and so had Nanai. Nanai, I thought he'd broken his ankle. I thought he was gone. Um, but he managed to come back on mm. mir- miraculously in the in the second half. But I think that that point when they were down to 15, the likes of Cotter were very likely to have to go the full 80. Yeah. But as it turned out, he did anyway mm. and, and was very good. Hey, let's give the Blues um, a bit of uh, credit for it. Despite not playing that well, they went super close. They did. Um, they did have some good players. Uh, I thought Tedesco was quite good at the back, um, but Jack Whiten, he silenced any doubters about him being in the team. Well, Badge, it's about being physical, isn't it? And Stephen yep. Crichton isn't known as a physical player, classy player, but Jack is. And everything Jack did at origin was origin level, wasn't it? It was in high intensity. Uh, he asked super a lot of questions. Yeah. yeah, and he, you know, he's so – yeah, Freddie can say to everyone who wants to criticise him that he actually got that one right. So um, I've got to say, I thought Tupo and Brian To'o tried hard. They ran for over 200 metres, both 
both of those players as well. So the back yep. three, including Tedesco, all ran for well over 200 metres. So they did their job. Um, but I suppose the next big question is Latrell missing this week because of COVID against the Gold Coast. We'll play the following week against the Dragons when they pick the teams again. That for night. Perth. Yep. Will Will Freddie risk him after one game? Mm. I, I think tend, he, I, I tend to think so. It'll I think be a big story. Yeah. Mm. Uh, thank you, Australia. Thank you, Sats, and uh, thanks Australia for making Polaris Australia's number one selling side by side brand twenty one years in a row. Let's get to a break. Sports day for the all electric Kia EV six. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, wheels car of the year. Sports Day, sports update. Uh, yeah, before we get into that, Sats, Cohen Hess is, uh, I think we're going to have a holding very, very soon. He's going to have a chat to us, the North Queensland Cowboys front rower, uh, former Queensland player, probably a future Queensland player as well, I'd say, Sats. Um, he's only young, isn't he? He's, he's young, mm. he's 25. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, our sports update for Rolled. Eat good with Rolled. It's fast, fresh, Vietnamese. Uh, Jared Wallace is joining the Dolphins, Sats. So Two year deal. Been uh, hoping to get a, a deal. I was a little bit surprised. Uh, he has been playing good footy, I've got to say, for the Titans, but I was a bit surprised given the, the, uh, the amount of senior players uh, forwards that they've already signed in the Bromwich brothers uh, and uh, Felice Cafusi. Mm. Mark um, Nichols. Mark Nichols. And I thought, well, there's another one, but you know, he's. He's aimed up, and that's really helped him get a deal. I think what it can do, Badge, in their first year is that signing these really senior players at the back end of their careers is because they, they don't look like they're going to get you know, two or three marquee players in their first year. And they may they may still jag one or two there. We're not quite sure. But just in case, what you can do with these senior players, you can set some really good values and some principles standards, moving forward, yeah. some really good standards with those senior players, especially – those guys that are coming from Melbourne. So yeah, based on the current list that they got at the moment, you know, if they went to if they went to into the twenty twenty three season with, you know, their full list of full complement of players and they don't have any marquee players, at least what they have got is seniority that in in really tough games they at least they know how to get into the grind. I don't think we give enough credit to how good Jesse and Kenny Bromwich are. I mean, mm. I, I think they are top shelf. Absolutely, and, yeah. And what a what a coup that was for them to get. I mean, people want a big name, starry, flashy player, but I think I think those two are out. So look at Felice Cafusi in the State of Origin last night. I mean, doesn't do a lot of things in attack anymore, but defensively, yeah, he's look, just I, rock solid, and that's what you need. In I your thought first he was the one years. Queensland player who has not been playing great at mm. club level, but did really well. Absolutely, really defensively, well. so. You know, the seniority, the age of the players, yeah, is a concern from an injury point of view and, and a depth point of view. But in saying that, um, those senior players will get you through a lot of those really tight games. They will. All right. And Australian Wade Ormsby has been named as one of the 12 inaugural captains. Have they got 12 players? 12 captains. Uh, I think there's, so there's four players in each team. There's 48 players. I didn't think they had that many players. This is Greg Norman's Saudi-backed LIV tour. Um, and he stacked it uh, with with a bunch of Aussies. So good on you. This uh, is well, a, I think good on this you. This is a massive concern for the PGA. It is. It's, it is. it's like the Super League. Yeah, the ARL thought that they had the yes. had the run of the mill for so many years until something comes along and rattles the cage. Yeah, you, you, mm. that's right. It, well, you, if you haven't got the players, yeah. um, you don't really have a good comp, do you? Eat good and feel good with rolled. It's fast, fresh Vietnamese. Order on the app today. This is Sports Day for the all-electric Kia EV6. Wheels car of the year. 
Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6. Wheels Car of the Year. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. It is a massive weekend uh, for racing in Queensland and the tab Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Chris Nelson, uh, Stradbroke's on, but first of all, how good was last night? It was good. I actually heard you uh, commentating that game, Batch, uh, you and uh, Mark Braybrook. Very unbiased, there at, at, weren't we? Yes, 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 very <laughs> much so, on the uh, on the Queensland bias station. Uh, but no, it was a great result. A lot of happy uh, happy people around the place this morning, that's for sure. They certainly are. Depends on which side of the board you're on, but uh, lots of smiles around Queensland. And uh, and a lot of people will be excited about the, uh, the Stradbroke meeting on Saturday. Uh, tell us a bit about it, mate. Yeah, it's a massive day out at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Nine races, 11.43 is the first. And 4.28 is the last. So uh, a really good day. The weather will be picture perfect as it is at the moment and not warm at all. Probably late, uh, or sorry, high uh, high teens into the uh, low 20s. We've got the Group 1 Stradbroke. We've got the Group 1 JJ Atkins. We've got the Group 2 Q22 and a heap of other races on the card. So a really good day. The big day of the year in the Brisbane racing scene. What else is happening around the state outside of, uh, outside of the Stradbroke, Chris? Well, we're racing at the Gold Coast, as we always do on a Saturday. We're racing at the Sunshine Coast on the Sunday. We race at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone on Saturday. And there'll be a lot of people just finishing up that last race at Eagle Farm on Saturday with uh, opening up the Toowoomba form guide. Because as soon as uh, Eagle Farm finishes, Toowoomba kicks off at around uh, or just before 5 o'clock. So Toowoomba's always a very important meeting on the Saturday nights, as is the Gold Coast during the day. So. Mm. Race meetings all over the shop, guys. Red hot field in the Stradbroke, and I'm hoping you can give us, you know, a, a tip maybe even an each way bet that you think's a good thing. There's some absolutely outstanding horses in this race. Um, what would you like to throw to there us, is. mate? Oh, you know, I was going to ask you for a tip for this race. It's that hard. Hmm. I think you've probably got. Uh, all right, a I'll give you idea one. Than I have. There is so many. Yeah, go on. I've been following this horse since it started out in Australia. It came over here with Aquas Park. Alligator blood? No. Alligator blood's in it, this race. Yeah, I know, yeah. But laws of indices. uh, And it's just due for a really good run. James McDonald on two, one of the best pilots in the business. Yeah. And he's going to jump straight on a plane to Ascot after the meeting on on Saturday to ride uh, Nature Strip over there, of course, next week. So... um, yeah, look, I, I looked at I looked at all of them. I've gone through all the races, but nothing stands out. I even looked at Lord of Indices, obviously. And I just he was running on okay last time, but I don't know. Just needs to improve maybe a little bit more. I thought eleven eleven was the one that'll get the right run mm. and is probably in the right form. So I, I lean to eleven eleven, but gee, it's a tough race. If you like one, back it or whatever you want to do with it, because uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a roughie even got up and won this race. Mm, right, well, we're looking forward to it, no yeah, doubt at all. And anything else for us before we let you go, mate? You need to uh, impart some wisdom. Yeah, I'll give upon you a couple us. of tips, though. Okay. Yeah, race race three, number four, Sweet Thomas in the Brisbane Cup. Anyone that backed Sweet Thomas a couple of weeks ago in the Premier's Cup's probably still got their head in their hands. Should have won that. Was a tragedy beat, and I think can uh, make amends. Race three, number four, and in the uh, the Atkins, the other group one, the JJ Atkins race seven, number sixteen. She's a belter, the Perth filly. Uh, she was quite okay on on her Queensland debut at the Gold Coast, but she was very impressive winning the size a couple of weeks ago. She raced away. 
1,600 metres is perfect for her. I think she can upset the two favourites. So race mm. two, number four. Sorry, race three, number four. And race seven, number 16. My best, guys. Well, no omen bets there, Satch. Did we tell you about our omen bet yesterday? My no. mates all got on. Text me just as it had jumped. Queenslander? No. Badger's nuts. Oh, yeah, you messaged me about Badger's that. Badger's nuts got up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. At 380 <laughs> yeah. or and yeah, I, I, glad it didn't get, didn't, I tuned glad in just as they jumped. Hey? It was too late. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it, uh, it was it was it was itchy. Had an itchy day scratching. Um, beautiful. So, right, I'll um, we will talk to you next week. Uh, good luck, Chris, and uh, good luck to all of our uh, happy punters out there. Exactly, guys. Have a great weekend, and we'll uh, talk all about it next week. Radio the tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 We better get to the break. This is Sports Day for the all-electric Kia EV6. Wheels car of the year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6. Wheels car of the year. He's held. Gramble goes to dummy hard. Oh. Here's big Cohen Hess. He can't get the ball down. Oh, he does it in the end. <laughs> has allowed he it. He does get it down. It took 30 seconds, but it's a try. Oh, boy. There's a late shot here. It is Cohen Hess. Has nailed Mitchell Moses. It's a brutal shot. Yeah, we've got him on the line now. Uh, Cowboys, uh, Queensland star Cohen Hess. We couldn't get one of last night's players, so we've got a bloke who's played before and he's going to play again at some stage. Uh, good on you for joining us, Cohen. Thanks for uh, for your time on Sports Day, mate. No, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, you watched uh, the Queensland team run around and uh, I guess probably a pretty special feeling to see some of your uh, Cowboys teammates, a couple on debut who were outstanding. How did your night go? Yeah, I'm still on cloud nine, to be honest. Um, yeah, it was a miraculous performance from the boys, and our Cowboys boys didn't do too bad themselves. So, um, yeah, they're back in the club today, actually, and they're all, yeah, um, smiles are, um, yeah, huge on the face. So, um, yeah, it's just great, great time for the club. Did you, did you know, did you expect that there was sort of performance that uh, Reuben Cotter and, and Jeremiah and I were, had in them, that they were, they were up to speed with, uh, with, Origin, or did you have, you know, like a lot of people, a few doubts until they get out there? Um, yeah, I was always confident um, that they'd be able to go out there and do their job 100%, like the, the format they've been playing at Clubland um, is the reason they got picked. So um, I was always confident that they'd go out and do their job, but I, honestly, I think they've um, exceeded everyone's expectations. Mm. Um, um, all, all three of the boys, are actually, and Val included, like, Val's been there for, for a while now, and that I reckon that personally was his best um, game in a, in a maroon jersey. So, um, yeah, all three boys, yeah, outdone themselves, and, um, yeah, couldn't be happier for them. Now, Cohen, yeah, a little bit of unprecedented times in recent years for the Cows because so many involved in origin last night, and then you're in the situation where a lot of the players possibly backing up 48 hours later. Now, you've been in this situation uh, 2017 and having to back up again what would be your advice to some of those players that are backing up and have played their first origin? Um, yeah, obviously it's, it, it's very tough because you're coming off such a high, um, obviously representing your stage, probably the pinnacle of our game. So, um, yeah, coming back to club can, can be difficult to 
I guess it's it's very taxing playing our game and and coming back into it and having to go again can be tough. But um, yeah, it, it's hard to say. I think everyone just deals with it differently. So mm. I'm, I'm sure that the boys will go through their processes and, and um, recoveries on the forefront of their mind at the moment. So they're, they're getting stuck into that as we speak. So. Um, yeah, it's different for everyone. So, yeah, I don't know what to say to them, to be honest. Now, the Cowboys have been outstanding, uh, exceeded a lot of people's expectations uh, this part of the year. Now, you're playing the Dragons tomorrow night. Has Toddy Payton, has he prepared you as if all the players are not going to back up at all? Yeah, yeah, that was um, our focus throughout the week. Um, obviously, I don't even think, um, I think they're having a meeting now on, on deciding if the boys are backing up or not. So, um, yeah, we, we've trained um, as if they aren't. Um, and, and if we get one, two, or all three, that's just a bonus. So, um, yeah, well, we, we performed really well last week. Obviously, it probably wasn't our best performance, but scoreboard-wise, it, it showed that we've, we've come a long way as a club. So, um, yeah, we're just having full confidence in whatever 17 takes part tomorrow night that, um, yeah, they, we just go out there and, and get the job done here at home. Uh, can, can you put your finger on exactly what's happened at the Cowboys and why you turned it around so well? It was, you know, it was a mongrel of the year last year, finishing right down near the bottom, and now sitting up near the top of the table and uh, surprising everyone. Do you, do you know what's going on or exactly how that's happened? Yeah, uh, um, yeah, I think it's pretty, been pretty well documented that our that our preseason was probably the one of the toughest that I've been at the club for eight or nine years now, and I think that's probably up there with the toughest preseason I've done. So um, we can probably put it down to that. But then, but then again, like um, I guess the camaraderie within the group and and everyone's coming to train in each stage is fully energised, and and everyone's enjoying um, each other's company and doing work out on the field and. And when you're having fun, um, it makes the game so much easier because um, when we talk about when you get into those dark places on the football field where you might not want to keep going, um, you, did, you just don't want to let your mate down beside you. So, um, yeah, that, I think that's sort of the, the main um, thing that we've taken out from this year that, mm. yeah, and is a reason as to why we're going so well. Yeah. Now, mate, are you, are you now officially a front rower or are you still, still going to swap and check? Dead set sats, and I've said this before, remind me so much of uh, one of Queensland's uh, best, most athletic big men in Dane Carlaw. He played in the back row, but once he went into the front row, it's a different, he just loved it, just relished it. And is that, is that how it is for you, Cohen? You want to be there and you, you love being up front? Yeah, yeah, for sure, mate. Um, I sort of always had it in the back of my mind um, that I'd eventually transition there. And, um, it'd probably come a bit sooner than um, that than I expected, but um, yeah, I haven't taken a um, yeah, I haven't taken a backward step since I've been there and haven't looked around. So no. um, yeah, and it was probably good this year as well. I got to spend the whole preseason there, so I just sort of understood the role a lot a lot more and a lot clearer. So um, yeah, it's just a lot more simplified the role in the middle. So. Um, yeah, you don't have to think too much. It's pretty much yeah, straight <laughs> up and down the field. Just rip in. <laughs> now, you've, you've been in the situation before, like yeah. your Griffin Neems and Helam Lukey and, and Jeremiah and I, where you're young and you get introduced into first grade really a lot earlier than what a lot of people anticipate. Has it, I wouldn't say surprised you, but with such little games under their belt, how much they've just taken to the NRL and the week-to-week grind of it so easily? Yeah, uh, yeah, it can be tough, but um, I think this the playing group as a whole um, is just running off confidence at the moment, and and yeah, confidence in the NRL can do can do marvelous things. So 
um, yeah, and those three boys are probably what I said before, just the energizer bunnies around the around the training field and that type of thing, and and they're real dedicated dedicated to their craft. So um, yeah, they, they carry themselves like NRL veterans. They're always doing the extras and and looking to improve. So um, yeah, I think and that's and that's what you want out of your younger guys. So um, yeah, that's probably the key to their success. You feel like a senior player at just 25 when you got all those those blokes Sats just mentioned, mm. and then and yeah, and the other guys we talked about at Origin uh, last night, and uh, Reuben Cotter as well, and Tommy Gilbert. You are you a senior player at 25 <laughs> at the Cowboys? <laughs> yeah, well, funny you say that. Yeah, I, I didn't really think too much of it last year, but heading into this preseason, I sort of had a look around, and um, yeah, I, I, I guess I am a senior player now. Um, think I've played about 120 or 130 NRL games and um, and, and the squad that we've got, that's considerably high. So, um, yeah, I've, found, I've probably found a bit more of a voice this year, just um, whether it be out on the training field or, or helping those younger guys um, if, they, if they're required. So, um, yeah, I, it's something that I really enjoy too. So, um, yeah, it's something I'm working on. Did it motivate you last night? I know you would have been supporting your teammates, but would you, were you sitting back? Was there part of you saying, "Listen, I'm playing really good this year. If I keep playing the way I'm playing, I'm I'm going to be out there again soon, sometime." Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, well, I'll, yeah, I was cheering the house down for the boys, and I'll, and I want Queensland to do well. But um, yeah, as you said, like you watched that, and and just the just the. Yeah, you could just see how much those it meant to those boys, and um, sitting on the sideline, like yeah, you get the itchy feet, but um, yeah, I guess it's it's more so just playing good footy and and just keeping in the back of the selectors' minds. But um, yeah, it, it's a bit of a two way sword, I guess you could say. Yeah, you've just got to tune in tomorrow night, haven't you, against the Dragons? Because there's are always it's always a challenge, and like you said, it's pretty simple up front, but it's brutal. And if you don't win that battle, your team's on the back foot. So you've got some pretty good blokes you're coming up against again, haven't you? Blake, Blake Laurie and Frank Milo and Aaron Woods, one of the veterans. It's a, it's another challenge for you, isn't it? 100%. And then and they're a type of team where, they yeah, they do have the good players. They, I, I don't think they've probably had as many wins as they probably should have. But, um, yeah, if, if we turn over easy ball and, and invite them into the game, the, um, yeah, the Dragons are a type of team that can make you pay. So... Um, that's been the main focus of our week, really, is just um, playing the type of footy that we know we can play, just putting teams in the corners and um, ramping up off the line. So, um, Because we know, yeah, if we if we give them easy ball, they can score plenty of points. So, yeah, it will be a tough game and, um, yeah, one that we're looking forward to. We see it, see it year after year, Colm, when a team has a, a really good start to the season, then origin period comes around and... You have a lot of people in Origin, and, and other teams take advantage of those sides that are, de- that are depleted because of uh, Origin play. Has has Toddy Payton and, and the coaching staff have they addressed that Origin period and how important it is to not be taken advantage of because you have got so many Origin players? Yeah, for sure. It was a, it was probably a big emphasis in our preseason. We sort of um, spoke about the first ten rounds uh, being really important for our season. Um, and getting as many bo- uh, wins on the board as possible during that time because then we always knew, as you said, this period would roll around and, and depending on how well we, we were going, we'd, we'd lose a few players. So um, it, can be, it can be pretty tough. But um, another, another probably key to our success this year has been um, just our squad in general. Like we, um, the, the training sessions that we do during the week, we have a post session where we verse the, 
the remaining boys in the squad. And um, some of those sessions are brutal. Like those, the, the fringe boys um, in our squad have um, been really taking it to us, and that's probably transitioning it out onto the in, into the NRL team's performance. So. Um, yeah, it, and we understand that it's going to take 36 guys to to do well. So um, yeah, those boys are doing a tremendous job, and and those and those are the type of the players that will get um, experience now through um, through the rep rep rounds. Yeah. Just before we let you go, Hamaso Tabuifido was was talking to Toddy Payton once about how quick actually is he. If you had to race him against Josh Adokar or Jason <laughs> Saab, he says I don't think anyone's actually seen him at top pace. Have, has anyone really seen him? In, really stride out and find top pace yet or is he still in third gear is he yeah I'll back up the coach I don't think I've ever seen him um, in top gear I think he, he I've only ever seen him run as he, um, as fast as he has to um, like when on conditioning games and stuff he'll make a break and guys will chase but he'll always just stay two minutes ahead of you because he knows he's, he's got you covered and he yeah, he just—I don't know—he just doesn't have to run as fast as he has to. Now, as a fellow front rower, now like your coach, has he had a front row dance off yet? Because he's always claimed to be the best dancer over a hundred kilos, and that's been for the last this twenty coach, years. Yeah. yeah, Toddy Payton. So, has he had a front row dance off yet? You, you won't be seeing me do any dancing, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but we, we, I've, I've seen him have a—I've uh, seen him bust a few moves out on the dance floor after he's had a few forexes. So, um, and, it, and it's a sight to behold. So, um, so I hope, hope as many people as possible can see it. You know, being a Bundaberg boy, boy like, like you, you're uh, up in Mount Isa, actually, they they do a bit of dancing out there. Don't a bit they? of line dancing. Oh, that's about it. Line, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the radio. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> right, mate. We won't uh, we won't embarrass you anymore. Hey, thanks for um, for joining us on Sports Day, Cohen. Great chatting to you. You're a really tough assignment tomorrow night against the Dragons. I rate them highly, and I'm sure you do too, mate. And uh, yeah, good luck, and uh, might see you back in the maroon jersey soon as well. Yeah, you're playing well. For sure. Thanks very much, fellas. Appreciate it. Yeah, nice stuff there. Sats well, well spoken. spoken. Yeah. yeah, he is. Good lad. Good lad. <laughs> Uh, for expert car service, book online at repcoservice.com. This is Sports Day for the all-electric Kia EV6. Wheels car of the year. Let's get to a break. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6. Wheels car of the year. Radio um, Sats. Time for us to have a chat to uh, our mate Tristan Merlihan, Top Sport, uh, home of the Top Sports betting multi. Download the Top Sport app today and gamble responsibly. Of course, call one 858 Jeez, uh, he sounds chirpy today after last night's game. He must he, have Sats? cleaned up last night. How are you, Tristan? Mm. Yeah, very chirpy. It was a very enjoyable game to watch for all us Queenslanders out there. So, no, I was uh, sitting back at home and uh, it was good for the book. It was uh, good for the, the head as well. So, no, it was a great game that wasn't. How quick was it? It was one of the, the quickest games I've seen for a long time in, in Origin and uh, it makes for a fascinating series. Now the, the Maroons are into a dollar forty favourites to win it all, which is uh, wow. is a great position to be in. Yeah, and uh, it's almost pick them in Perth. It's a dollar eighty-five New South Wales. They're still slight favourites. 195 Queensland. So if we could go 2 0 up, it'd be brilliant. Yeah, Always favourites. Neutral ground. Now, um, we, when you watch an event like that, Tristo, are you watching it to enjoy it? Are you always thinking about the odds, what's how it's going to affect the business? <laughs> the bottom line. I'm always scheming. I'm always <laughs> scheming about something. But uh, <laughs> but Origin is probably the closest thing. There's actually two games that I would I would I take the uh, the business hat off and I, I sit there and I enjoy the sport, and that is 
Definitely Origin and also the Socceroos because I love my Socceroos as well. So that is sometimes where you're happy to take a loss if, if the right team gets up. So, uh, But yeah, no, certainly there, there was a lot of bit bets on the game. We had 400 markets up on the match and uh, punters were getting involved left, right and centre on everything. Well, before we get to the round 14 games, you mentioned the Socceroos. They had a good win uh, win overnight and the Socceroos now have to play Peru next week, which is a tough assignment for the Socceroos. What are the odds there? Socceroos, I think, wouldn't be the favourites in that one. No, big underdog. This, is, this would be one of the biggest money games in Australian history, I suggest, because I think the, it's worth close to $100 million getting into that World Cup. And the Socceroos are $5.20 if they win their in. Now, that's a 90-minute market, $1.73 Peru and three forty the draw. But just to qualify, the Socceroos are two ninety five and Peru $1.42. Peru's a lot better ranked than what the Socceroos are, but they win a lot of games at home where they've got massive advantages in the conditions. I really think the Socceroos playing that game last weekend in Qatar in the neutral venue, they're playing at the same spot or in the same same type type of conditions in this game. I think that's got to help them because mm. Peru are coming in a little bit cold in that sense. So 295, I, I assume most of Australia be up at 4am on Tuesday morning to watch that one. It's going to be a massive game. Righto. Um, and we can't wait for it. So the NRL uh, kicks off uh, tomorrow Cowboys and Dragons. No Thursday night game, of course, after Origin. We all need a bit of a breather. Um, yeah, what have you got for this game? Yeah, Cowboys, this, this, this has been a really tricky round of price because we're still not 100% sure who's backing up. But at the moment, the Cowboys are $1.23 favourites. The Dragons, 440 and the line's 12.5. So all of these games, just keep an eye on the team list and keep an eye on the news because these markets are going to swing quite wildly once we have confirmation on who's in and who's out because after such an intense game there last night, I'm sure there might be a few players, particularly in the early part of the week, that have to have a little spell. Mm. Same with the Roosters and Storm, a few players there that uh, are key to their team's performances. Um, Favourites, Roosters hosting this one? Yeah, the Storm are just favourites, but I think probably the market's factored in that maybe there might be a couple that don't back up for the, the Storm. The Roosters are $2.60, the Storm are $1.51, and the Lions four and a half. I think the Roosters need to try to bounce back with a win. They've got a tough run coming up, had a disappointing loss last start, but obviously Teddy playing or not is going to be instrumental in their chances. And the Storm, Harry Grant, of course, where they rest that groin injury that he got a week and a half ago is going to be interesting. Now, the Broncos, who have really surprised a lot of people, I'm sure they've surprised you in the market this year as well. They're up against the Raiders. I, I, I think this is one of the toughest rounds, or one of the toughest games of the round to pick, Tristo. I absolutely agree. I, I, I think the Broncos are going brilliantly. I think Canberra has been close to the, and it, it pains me to say it with Badge on the, the phone here, but um, it, I think Canberra has been close to the, the form team of the comp in the last month. Oh, been thank brilliant. you very and, much. Uh, oh, there, there's, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's seven players that have to back up here, and the Broncos, I, I, they've got a lot of young kids that have only just played a couple of games in origin, whether they're going to be able to to back up and play. I'm excited to see how the Reynolds-Man conversa- uh, combination goes. And they're $1.51 favourites. The Raiders, 260 and the Lions, 4.5. I just think I think the Raiders are over the odds there. I think they're mm. a massive chance of getting the result at uh, at $2.60 and 4.5. I think it's going to be a beauty because I agree with your stats. It's a really tricky one to pick. Don't you love it when Tristan says, I think they're over the odds, and he's the one that sets the odds? Yeah, there yeah. you go. Okay, well, he's just he's just generous. He's generous. Uh, actually, for footy lovers, there is a game on tonight uh, in the AFL, the Tigers and Port Power. Who's, uh, who's ex- who are you expecting to take this one out? Yeah, this, this game has got two really informed teams in it. So they, they both of these sides started really slowly, but I think they both won four out of their last five or four out of their last six anyway, and it's $1.52 the Tigers, two sixty the Power, 
and the line's 11.5. The line's moved by six or seven points towards Port Adelaide, so expecting this to be a really close game. We know how good Dusty's been since he's come back, so that's really helped the Tigers. But the power in, in, in a tight game, I think they could cause an upset tonight. Righto. Well, there you go. You heard it all here on uh, on Sports Day. Top Sport, the home of the Top Sports betting multi. And uh, Tristan, thanks for joining us, mate. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Speak to you next week. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6. Wheels Car of the Year. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Hey, overnight, uh, the second one, oh, T20 game in uh, Colombo, Australia versus Sri Lanka, and another win to the Aussies. Um, Wanindu Hasaranga took four wickets for uh, for the home side, but that wasn't enough to stop the Aussies having its What's second that now? win. Is that a 2-0 lead? 2-0. Two 2-0, nil? Two nil, It's yeah. only a three-match series, yep. so we've got that one wrapped up. Finch, Warner, Maxwell, Wade, they all made uh, 20s, I think. Uh, uh, and Kane Richardson took four wickets, Sats, and his brother Jai grabbed three. Not really his brother, but... Uh, I was going to say, I didn't think they were... I should have let you read brothers. that one. Yeah. And, uh, and newly crowned US Open champion. She was great, wasn't she? Mm. Uh, she won it easily, Minji Lee. Uh, she she admits she could do an Ash Barty. She's the same age now, 26. Yeah, she could just... Yeah. Says, I could wake up one day and, and, and people are with her as well, I think, have said the same thing. She could just say, I've had enough of golf. But what she has said is... That won't be any time soon. The fire's still burning, and she's getting prepared for the next major. That's the USPGA. It is. It's uh, this month. Yeah, yeah, later this month. Mm. Yeah. This is Sports Day. Thanks for joining us for the all-electric Kia EV6 Wheels Car of the Year. Thanks, Sats. Great week, and uh, catch you next week. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.